0: Being behind the bar and keeping a restaurant or bar fully stocked with inventory and organized with the menu is hard work and super time-consuming. A lot goes into that tap list that you see when you sit down at the bar. And for the women in this world, they deal with a lot of other crap as well. So I interrupt this buyer series to do a quick reflection on the women who I'm talking to and why they're amazing, even if they don't always feel amazing. Let's go. Welcome to Courage and Other C Words. I'm your host Jen Root Martell, and thanks so much for joining me today. I know I'm already a weekly for this interview, and I for those of you keeping track at home, I am so sorry. I am just this fall getting my act together has been a struggle, but um, I am trying to stay on it. I promise. I wish I could say I had a really good reason for the delay. I don't, actually. Uh, Let's just blame life and the curveballs that it's throwing really at all of us right now. But as I work to schedule and reschedule some interviews, it made me want to insert this small episode into the series. And I know I have only done one interview with a buyer so far, and one interview does not a series make, but... As I prep for the next one, I thought I'd put in some words this week to kind of share what's going on, because I think it's telling. It's illustrative, at least, of the world that these wonderful women live in and what they're dealing with on a daily basis. I also really want to talk about just the kind of women that they are. So for this episode, I want to pay a tribute to the women behind the bar to thank them for all that they do and all the shit that they put up with, and also for making time to talk to me, for sure. The life of a bartender and a beer buyer in particular is crazy, not only for the hours they work, but for the daily contact with people, all types of people, for better or for worse. If you're attending bar, man, just even to start, you are there hours earlier to set up the bar before they even open. You got to bring out the glassware. Make sure they're clean. Pull out the mats that run along the bar to catch all the extra liquid from pores. Make sure they're clean. Open up the taps. Wait, make sure they're clean. Check the tap, the kegs to make sure that they're all connecting and they ha- you have enough of the beer that you need for the shift so you don't blow any halfway through. Confirm that the kegs are on the taps that they're supposed to that are on the menu. Set out the chairs if they're not already there. Oh, wait, clean them too. Check the trash cans, recycling bins. Make sure they're clean too. What else am I missing? Probably more cleaning. It's so much that they have to go through, even before you open. And then when people start filing in, you got to make sure that you're serving them with a smile, pouring the beer correctly, shaking the cocktail as it should be shaken, putting the wine in the right glass. There's a tremendous amount of training involved in being a good bartender. Think of all the cocktails that one needs to know so that when you order yours, you get exactly what you expect to get. Or when you ask for a pilsner or a hazy IPA, your glass is filled with exactly that. Or when you're not sure what the hell you want and you give the bartender three or four things that you usually drink, you are served then something that meets that criteria. A good bartender makes the drinking experience so much better and they make it look effortless. That's what you see at least. And that's what they want you to see. Because in reality there's a very good chance that on any particular night, they're stressed out of their minds, sleep-deprived, and doing everything they can to just hold it together. Because for a lot of women who I know and have talked to, this isn't their only gig. They may be able to make it look like your order is the only thing in the world that they care about, but more often than not, it definitely isn't. No offense. But if it is their only gig, they've been up since three or four, cleaning up after you all, only to go home for a few hours of sleep, getting some food, doing their laundry, just in time to come back into the bar for setup and do it all over again. Factor into that little ones of varying sizes, another job, and other life responsibilities that fill in all that time. The hours can be killer as the alcohol industry thrives in the hours after work, when everyone else is kicking back a few, celebrating another great workday done, And yet for those behind the bar, their work has just started, and they're looking at many, many more hours ahead before they can even think about relaxing. So on top of that, bartending is killer. And then there are the beer buyers. Now these women and men operate outside of the regular business hours because they have to make sure that the tap list and bar menu are always updated, that the fridge and liquor cabinet are always stocked, And then also deal with the salespeople who are constantly pestering them about buying their products. And I can say that because for seven years I've been one of those salespeople. And these buyers, for the most part, also just make the job look so easy. And I'm sure it's not. If the bars had the same menu for decades and all the job is is buying more of the same thing, then yes, it's probably not rocket science. You just have to keep an eye on inventory levels. But... For those who are managing craft beer draft lists or craft cocktail menus that rotate seasonally, man, this job is intense because for every IPA, pilsner, or cider on tap, there are hundreds of options being thrown at you every day. And if you want to support local vendors, there's probably even more stress as you don't like turning people down, but... You know, there's only a limited amount of space you have in your cold room, and really only so many IPAs that you can have on tap at one time. So in building these menus, you show up early in the week to check for inventory and see what you need. You order those that are just really easy replacements. Then there's the research needed to see what else can be brought in that's new and exciting. And then throughout the week, you have to make yourself available to those salespeople so that they share their new beers and ciders and kombuchas and seltzers and wine and wine coolers. You get my drift. Even though there are hundreds of other things you could be doing, you sit and listen to their pitches, one after another. Maybe you taste what they're peddling and give them the time of day, which we fully appreciate so much. You have no idea. The hardest part of the sales for us Is when we're already nervous to share our products and make a good impression for the buyer only to meet up with him and her only usually him and having him take his stress out on us by actively avoiding our greeting or choosing hours that make it impossible to connect or just generally acting like a dick. So for a good beer buyer worth their salt they are available to the masses alongside all the work it takes to build out great menus. And this on top of probably pulling some bartending shifts, juggling kids and significant others, trying to have a life outside the bar, if at all possible. No wonder bartenders and regulars become good friends. There's potential to spend a lot of time in that same space. It's almost inevitable that you get to know people pretty well. Now, please don't get me wrong. Not all bartenders are miserable. Most of them, I would say, are not. Most of them signed up for this job because it does provide a great opportunity to connect with the community, learn about the local drinks, and make some decent money. But the service industry is hard work. I just don't want to gloss over that part. And then I have to say it. I might be sounding like a broken record here, but there's also a female component on top of all of this. And from the women that I've talked to on this podcast and generally in the industry, I have to say most of the negative interactions with men that they have had is from customers. Customers who assume they're just a pretty face and don't know shit or are are loose with their morals because they work in alcohol so are happy to take your misogynistic bullshit with a smile and actually want to play along with all your little games. Well, they probably don't. It's not worth a tip. You're going to leave them, that's for sure. But... They have to smile anyway because they're in customer service and frowns don't sell beer. It seems as though it is mainly the older generation that see women bartenders as mainly there to take up space. And that I am glad to see. That for the most part, the image of a good bartender has really evolved over the years into someone just more educated on the liquid they're pouring, not of a specific gender or race. So next time you're at a bar, obviously don't ask the bartender if they're miserable. But don't make it worse by asking the female bartender if she knows what 805 is. Because yes, asshole, of course she knows what 805 is. It's one of the most prolific beers in California made by Firestone Walker. And it is actually a blonde, not a pale, so shut the hell up and drink what she pours you. So with that off my chest... I now hope that you see how difficult it has been to schedule women for this interview series. <laughs> they are so busy and the hours are so crazy, but we will keep working on it. And there are several on the list that I just need to get an hour with so that I can share their stories with you. And then I would also like to add in another side note. That's to speak for a moment about these women because As a bartender, you are out in front of people all the time. But you are because you have to be. That's just the job. And for the beer buyer, you're mainly behind the scenes making things happen with some front-facing work if you do have to pick up a shift or two throughout the week. I guess what I'm trying to say is that for all of these people, their main job is to make others happy. They don't see themselves as the center of attention. They take a back seat to the customer. And I would say women especially. So when I approach these women to highlight them and ask them to share their lives with others, where I thought I would get a resounding yes, and for the record, I have gotten many of those, which I do fully appreciate. I've gotten a lot of hesitancy and reluctance. The main response I've gotten is, really, I've never been interviewed before. I don't know what I would say. Or... I just don't feel comfortable being in front of the camera, so to speak. And it has been so disarming from my perspective because I believe all of these women who I've reached out to are absolutely amazing. They're amazing because the work that they do, the humans that they are, the humans that they're raising, and the strength that they've shown. I haven't thought twice about asking any of them for an interview. And no matter what their role has been in this crazy industry, I've thought that their perspective is just so unique and sharing their experiences and their journeys could be so valuable to others. I know I'm not going to sway any of those who have ultimately turned me down, and I'm so thankful to those who have said yes to talking to me. But I just hope that this little episode makes it to some of them to thank them for what they do and who they are. Because all of the women who I know in this industry are fucking killing it in what they do and are making it work, balancing work and home and family, even if they don't feel like they are. Many of them, I am definitely now turning to because with my own little one, I honestly don't even know how they're doing it all. But lean in, ladies, as much as I hate saying that. Men have no trouble talking about themselves and sharing their experiences. No offense. And whether you have talked on a podcast or not, your story is awesome and informative. And I hope that those listening feel special. I think you're special, at least for whatever that's worth. So that's my two cents about the bar industry and the women in it, for now at least. I have a few more ladies for this series that I'm tracking down and trying to find the timing that works for both of us so that we can record. And I know it won't be the last series of this kind as I try to highlight more women who are very happy being behind the scenes or behind the smiles. So here's a pint and a shot to you ladies in the industry. You guys fucking rock and I love you also tip your bartender. And that's a wrap. Are you behind the bar day and night and would be up for me interviewing you? Placing the orders and making the bar or store tick? I would love to showcase your perspective if you have a moment. Email me at info at And in the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and review to help out this little podcast. Five stars goes a long way, and I so appreciate the support. I know it says write a review, and that can be super daunting, but Apple isn't asking for a novel. A simple, hey, what's up? Cider's awesome. That would be more than fine. And for more information about me and this podcast, visit us online at othercwords.com. Talk to you soon, and thanks so much for joining me today.